2: When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com.
1: Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now last night there was a massive game in the Premier League between Manchester United who've had a shocking start to the season, losing two games to Brighton and Brentford and Liverpool who are in most people's minds the main challengers this season to the Champions Manchester City. I should say before I gone to talk to John Giles about the game that on yesterday morning's programme I talked about Casemiro the new signing for Manchester United from Real Madrid, and I said that he had had a lot of injuries. A lot of our listeners have been in contact or tweeted or, or contacted to say that this is wrong, and I checked it myself. It is wrong, and I'm sorry for being misleading. Sometimes I had an impression that he had been injury-prone in the last couple of seasons, and I was wrong, so I apologize for that. And now it's time to welcome John Giles, who watched the match last night. I think John and Liam and myself were pretty certain that Manchester United wouldn't beat Liverpool. John, they beat them. They deserve to beat them. They hit the post as well as getting the two goals. It was a remarkable transformation for United from the game against Brentford and uh, the home game against Brighton.
1: Yeah, you got a grip of it, Eamon. Um, whether well, the cause was leaving Ronaldo out and the uh, big centre half out uh, we don't know no, Harry McGuire,
0: Ronaldo McGuire. he also left out Luke Shaw you know who is yeah, oh,
1: yeah. outstanding yeah, you know, I think he left about four players out Yes. so uh, you know he's a new manager and that might be saying well ok he's getting a grip on of it now I think his uh, relationship with Ronaldo and what he was doing with Ronaldo was wrong I mean Ronaldo has has made it known to him everybody from the start he wants to get away. Yeah. Uh and then there was an incident in a match I think a friendly match where he was substituted uh, in the second half and then left it left it, the the dressing room yeah, left, the so, <laughs> left the ground. Left the ground yeah. So I think you have to get a grip of that and it does take a manager a while to 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 really get a grip of the players and I think he's done that now. And you saw a different team with a different approach last night, Eamon. They, they, they played the way you would expect Manchester United to play, uh, deserved to win the match and played, played well. Uh, so that might be a start for him now to get a grip of it, Eamon, you know?
0: Yeah, the, and he he took some chances. He played a young lad, Malicia, at left
1: back. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: He's a young lad from the Netherlands, actually. I think they paid £15 million for him. But he put him in, and his job, among others, was to... Uh, Mark Mosala, that was brave. He also got Marcus Rashford and this young lad, Ilanga, who hit the post early on. Rashford, uh, also started really well. It's the best I've seen Rashford play for a long time, John. And it, yeah. he obviously was played in a position where his pace could exploit those gaps that Liverpool always leave, particularly on the left-hand side or attacking left-hand side or defensive right-hand side. And he did exploit it.
1: Yeah, well, it, 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 he's, he's only there a short time. I mean. We're talking about the Manchester United manager yeah. now. And it does take time to settle in uh, because everybody has it, 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 it preconceived ideas when they move into a club. Yes, uh, Joe Blot can do this and Joe Blot can do that. and, and, it, and, it's, and Most times it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. When you get in, you, you have to be in there a while to actually see the players, see how he can get on with them, see what they can actually do. And, 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 and that's what he's doing now. In my opinion, because you know it, it, he's only been there a short time, but you could see a difference in the Manchester United team last night—a big difference, as we've seen in the previous matches, particularly last week. So I think he's he's, he's got a grip of it now. I think he's like the, the players know what he expects. He's going to put the right players in, the players he thinks is the right players in, and, and go on from there. That, that's what should happen. But we'll have to wait and see. You never know in football.
0: No, now. Uh, yesterday morning when Liam was with us, we talked about De Gea and the short passing out for, from goal kicks uh, and how oh. it got him into trouble against Brentford. Liam thought that it, it is the way to go, as a lot of clubs have, have been doing, and you were very emphatically saying no. And last night, United dispensed with it. De Gea put the ball down and took normal goal kicks. There was no short stuff played out from the back. Now, personally, I'd be more on your side of it uh, than Liam's in that I kind of think if you start playing out in your own sort of penalty area, sometimes in your own six-yard box, you're only inviting trouble.
1: Well, I think so, Eamon. I'd just like to say here, I mean, there are some goalkeepers, like the the Liverpool goalkeeper, the Manchester City goalkeeper, are very good at it. Yeah. What I'd object to is, is asking goalkeepers or judging goalkeepers on playing out from the back. Yes. You know, I judge a goalkeeper, is he a good stopper? Is he, I'm playing out from the back and being a good kicker is a bonus. Yeah. So I would never expect uh, uh, De Gea, I don't think De Gea can do it. So don't expect him to do it. Yeah. Yep. Don't ask him to do it, but don't be judging goalkeepers on their distribution aiming rather than their goal stopping.
0: Yep, I told. I agree with you, and that was borne out last night. Another thing that was borne out really was the intensity that United played with. They were unrecognizable from the team that played Brentford. Brentford last week had that intensity, and United started off last night with that intensity yeah. and. Curiously enough, I, I don't know what you think, but I thought Liverpool lacked intensity. Now they have got injuries. There was a lot of, you know, big name players uh, missing last night. Jota, Matip, Conate, Thiago. These are, uh, and of course, uh, Nunes, who got sent off the week before. So they were short. They have got injury problems, but that's no excuse, is it? I don't think so anyway.
1: It's a reason for not playing as well as you can play. We don't yeah. have the players. I mean, I think what you're 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 asking about is the approach. Yes. You know, like the 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 approach from Liverpool last night uh, was was a lack of intensity that they normally have, which you would expect from the players. Uh, now they're going to they're going to suffer with the players that you mentioned that are, that are injured and that um, they're, yeah. they're bound to because they're very very good players. But there was a lack of intensity from the players who were actually playing uh, from last night, and they were they were outdone by Manchester United's attitude to it. So they were. It was disappointing from Liverpool's uh, uh, situation, but it wasn't. The, that's not the first match with Liverpool. No. Now my theory on it, I mean, it goes back to the start of the season, and Klopp is the manager, and all managers, and he's been he's a great manager for Liverpool, have to. Run things in the way that they should be run, and I think what what started with Liverpool, uh, they were back early, and he was he, he had a lot to say about uh, the short break that they had. Yes, if you remember. Yeah, and he he was saying, "Well, I'm giving the players an extra week off," and I think if you put it into the players' head, Eamon, that yes, they didn't have much time. There was a very very close season. Uh, and talking about the mental attitude,
2: yeah,
1: I think he created that with the players. This is difficult. We're going on a tour. Uh, I want. I don't want to give. I don't want to. I want to give the players more time. This is a short preseason. He went on a lot about it, and I think when the manager does that, it gets in the players' head. Oh, we haven't got much time. Yes, uh, we can't do what we did last season. Yeah, all the various things that's the, that's an approach to the season. Damon. Yes. And you know, uh, I don't know if I'm expressing myself very well. well let me,
0: p- me try and simplify it. If you tell someone, okay, you're, t- you're tired, I can understand it, they'll be tired. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. And exactly. That's, and it's a mental approach. It but is, it, yeah. And I don't think they had a good pre-season. Yes. Yeah. Now, a pre-season, as you know, as an ex-player, it's a hugely, hugely important part of the season. Yeah, I totally It's agree. getting ready mentally, yeah. physically, The manager is is setting an approach out. This is what we did. He knows we had a a really great season last season, and they probably had a longer season than most of the clubs because they went to the European Cup final, the the Champions League final, as we know. And that few weeks rolls around very, very, very quickly to start all over again. And if you're in a team like Liverpool, I was very lucky to be in a team like Leeds United. Once the season started again, Eamon, the previous season was gone. Yes, it was history. Yep. Now you're starting again to go, and I don't think that was that was Liverpool's approach at the start of the season because he was saying, "Well, we, we we've only just finished. We have had a short, close season. I'm not bringing the players back till next week." I think what he what he should have done, and this is this is my opinion on it: get the players back. We had a long season last season, very tiring. But now we go. Yep. This is a new season. Last season is gone; it's history. We have got to start again. And I don't think that has been his approach this season. Right. And I think what will happen now, having results like they had last night and one or two performances like that, he will go. Maybe even this morning have the players and say, look, we've got to start again. We've got to get where we were last season. And I think they will. As the season goes on, I think you'll see a new, the Liverpool that we know. But I think the pre-season, his attitude of the pre-season was wrong.
0: Yes, and... They look at the league table, John, and they're fifth from bottom. And, of course, in every coach with a top club in their mind is the idea that if they finish outside top four and don't qualify for the Champions League, in Liverpool's case with the squad they've got uh, and the players uh, that, you know, injured included, it would be almost unthinkable to finish outside the top four. But uh, if they don't get their act together real quick, uh, the unthinkable might happen now. Th-
1: I, yeah, I think they will get. I think they will get their act together, Aiman. I think yeah. if, you, if you go back to the season, uh, you know they didn't have a, a good pre-season training, even in the matches, David. Yeah, they lost but, four 0 uh, uh, to
0: United in the pre-season, but he played yeah, three like different I, I think, teams. He,
1: yeah, I think it was his mentality. Like we yes. had a, it was, we're back too early. We're not going to take it too serious. but we we'll catch up as we go along, and I, I think this is only my opinion. It's not the right approach. I think when you get the players together, you yeah. say, okay, we're back early, but that's it. We're going, we'll go, we go, we go, we go. Uh, because in the two matches that we started, well, the three matches, Eamon, that we started, you know, against Fulham, they, they went up, up to it in the way that they were last season. Uh, same with the second match, same with the third match last night. And that, th- this can happen till, till he, he then. We'll get a grip on the players. There's no doubt. Yeah. And say, okay, let's now we've really got to go now. And and we've had a lot of injuries, Eamon, as we know. A lot of injuries to to key players. Uh but it wouldn't it, it doesn't stop the approach that he's had season after season. I think he made too much of the the, the, the early start uh to to the season from last season. Because once it once it starts again, Eamon, it starts again. Last season is dead and gone. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. You've got to go from scratch again and again and again every season. And I think he's, he's had that now, and I think he will get a grip of it.
2: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com
0: slash host. Now, Alexander Arnold John and Virgil van Dijk. We talked on this podcast and I've done my stuff for the star. I think Alexander Arnold is a brilliant footballer uh, going forward. He does get a lot of assists His link-up play with, say, with Mo Salah, for example, is great. Uh, There's a lot of things in his game that are magical, almost Brazilian-like. However, his defensive duties he neglects. I don't think he's got the instinct. I I think every match I see, the Crystal Palace match last week where uh, Zaha scored a goal was a classic example of Van Dijk not doing the right thing, not taking the steps backward, looking to play the high line. And last night, in the first 15, 20 minutes, Rashford and this young Elanga, who was the one who hit the post, they ran him ragged, John. And Van Dijk was at fault, I thought, for Sancho's goal. This is the first goal. He stood like a statue in the box, hands behind his back because he didn't want to give a penalty, never moved. And after the goal which, to be fair to Sancho, he took brilliantly. James Milner went up to Van Dyke and had a right go at him. And Van Dyke tried to turn away, and um, looking at the body language, Milner said, look at me when I'm talking to you. And he jabbed his finger at him. I think Milner was giving him a bollocking, John, for being casual, and I think he deserved it. And I think he's been casual quite a bit in his defensive responsibilities.
1: Yeah, he's—he's—I he's, he, mean, he's a brilliant player as we know, mm. Eamon Van Dyke. He's brilliant on the ball. He's very quicky. Yeah. But he, I think uh, I heard Car- Carragher saying last night yep. he does have a weakness in uh, doing what I would call a John Terry. Yes. Where somebody's going to get a shot, and Terry always yes. not always—stopped it. He, but did, he, yeah. he was the one that was charging it down. I mean, when you look at the replay last night, Van Dyke was standing when Milner was making the tackle, he was standing yes. with his hands behind his back.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, waiting, waiting. Instead of backing Milner, I think that's what Milner was on about. Yes. As soon as I went, you should have been backing me up. Yes. You know, so you get close to the player. Yeah. And he, 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 he's not good at that, Eamon. Now, he's he's brilliant at most other things, but he's but he's not good at that. And, and and Milner was right to have a go at him. But in, in the lead up to that particular situation, Eamon, you had uh, you you mentioned uh, Trent Alexander Trent, yeah. there, you know, for the in the lead up to that, there was a simple ball. He was marking Alanga. Uh, Alanga, yeah, and Alanga just made a little run behind him, and he was in. Yeah, and and I watched it afterwards, and I watched it, and instead of uh, getting back like most defenders, when the ball went past them, like Trent Alexander, strolled into the box hey, aiming. Yeah. Yeah. sold in. Now if it had dashed in he might have got a he might have got a block on the on the body. He might have. But what he did he'd no chance of getting a block on it. Yeah. So so they they are two, two things that, that does ha- do does happen now and again with Liverpool. But Liverpool are so good, amen that they don't have to defend as much as other teams. They're yeah. absolutely brilliant when they're at their best and dominating teams, getting at them, scoring goals at, and and Alexander is a plus in that situation, because he's allowed to go forward into positions that he makes a lot of goals from. But when you have to defend like they did last night, then Van Dyke's weakness was shown up, and so was Alexander's. And 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 these are things that could be corrected. And Milner did his best, and he, to he show a,
0: he's uh, a great uh, pro, Milner. He's a leader.
1: Yeah, yeah. He wanted. He, he was right because yeah. if you look at the replay, Van Dijk stayed off. Yeah, the, the, the Sanchez he did, yeah, with his hands behind his back. Instead yeah. of getting out, uh, when Milner was beaten he got a block on it. Not good at getting blocks on it but he's a brilliant player. And this is like we're talking about Liverpool now, Em, and 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 he did have a bad day. I mean, this is not, it wasn't typical Liverpool. It was very untypical Liverpool, and I think if the club, especially when he gets to the injuries back again playing, I, I think he get, it, I think he'll get it right again. I think they've
0: they've come back Right, well I'll just say about typical Liverpool every time I see Liverpool play John there are gaps that are exploited in the right back position where Trent should be and and there's goals coming from those gaps and I think when you put Van Dyke's frailty in one respect and Trent's uh, in another together you have a major problem and All the coaches know, and all the players know, you'll get something down the left-hand side, attacking side, because there is a weakness there. Is it possible, John, that Alexander-Arnold should have more discipline in his defensive duties, and also that they should have a look at the the high-line idea? Because that really, we've talked about it a lot, the high-line means, in case people think we're using jargon, high-line means that when you're b- being attacked, if the ball's played, you take a step out rather yeah. than backwards and you leave yeah, the, the, the old attacker's old offside. offside track, yeah, the, the,
1: the, off, the, the offside trap. Yeah. The old offside trap. Yeah. no, I, I agree with that, Amy. Mm. But if you look at Liverpool in the last, what, two years? Yeah. They've been they doing it. The, 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 the league, they've won the FA Cup. Yeah. Doing what Champions, doing, league well. uh, Champions
0: League as well.
1: Champions League as well. So I agree that it could be tightened up in the right back position and the, the, the offside position, definitely. But if you look at Alexander's situation, and I think this is the way Klopp looks at it, he makes a lot of goals, I mean His yep. distribution is brilliant. And I think he said, well, I'm going to live with that. Right. Right? Now, they've won so many things doing, doing what they're doing with the high line as well that you can say, and I'm making, I'm making the case for him now, we'll stick with that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like it's not like a team that's say, "Oh God, they've lost another one again, and that's cost them the league." Or that, like they won the cup twice last year, last season, and they were they were twenty minutes away from winning, from winning the league, everything. Yeah, from winning everything, right? So you'd he, have to say, yeah. Ideally, Alexander could defend a lot more, but he's but he's not going to make as many goals as he does, and and the high line. That's the policy that they have. So. It doesn't mean, I think if they put that right, they probably would win as much. But they but they have won an awful lot yeah. doing what they're doing. And I don't think that'll change. I think once they get these players fit and get back into the Liverpool way, which we saw last week, I think we think Klopp will get a grip of it, Eamon. Right. He's, got, he's making a bad start to the season and he might not be able to catch up. I'd say by, by Christmas at the latest, at the latest, they'll be back
0: to their best. Okay. Uh, we'll see. And I hope you're right. Of course, I'm a Liverpool fan. Now, Manchester United, John, they were unrecognizable. There was a, they were angry. I thought the right back, Dallow, was outstanding. I thought the left back, Malaysia, was only a kid and he's not too tall either, but he was a terrier. I thought the guy who got the stick last week, Martinez, for only being five foot nine, thought he played superbly well. I thought Varane was great. Really, really played well. Looking through that team, and this guy Sancho took his goal brilliantly, and he could be a really important player for uh, United. Alanga played well, took him off at half time, uh, and replaced him with Martial, which I didn't really understand. And Marcus Rashford, who I think is a good player, with a lot of pace and goals in him, Really played well as well. He was kind of, he looked freer and happier than I've seen him for a long time. Some of that may be down to Liverpool's poor defending. But it certainly was a dramatic turnaround for Tan Hag. Uh,
1: Yeah, because we don't know what's going on in the dressing room, right, for a start. And he's a new manager coming in and said, well, I'll try this and try that. I think the Ronaldo situation is huge. Yes. I think Ronaldo was doing a lot of damage, Amy. Yeah, I mean, as soon as that manager came in, he said he wants to go. He, 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 I think his agent had a, had, a, had a transfer lined up for him, and you have to be pulling together. But if you get an individual like Ronaldo, who is a great player, uh, he doesn't want to be part of the team, yeah, then you don't get a team spirit. I mean, it's very difficult to to to, to build a team spirit and the morale that you need to do the things that yes. needs to be done. So I don't think it's any coincidence that if Maguire and the two senior players were out last night, why does the team start, suddenly start trying and chasing and doing all yep. the various things that they did? You know, And it takes a while for the manager to, to, to really cop onto that. When he came in, he thought, well, Ronaldo, one of the great players, I have to fit him in. Yes. You know? That's what I think he was thinking. Right. But the other players are thinking, well, Ronaldo doesn't want to be here. He wants to go. You know, we're here. We want to play for Manchester United.
0: Yeah. No, we want the team. So they were a team last night. Sorry to keep interrupting you, but it's important to point out, John, uh, Ten Hag likes the pressing game. And Ronaldo, I don't think at any stage in his life, would have been into the pressing uh, game. But certainly when he's uh, just about to turn 37, he won't be able to press. And I think uh, Ten Hag wants a team... That puts the opposition under pressure early uh, and has a high block up there in the in your face, as it were. He can't do that. No. And if one guy's not it, doing it, it doesn't work.
1: It doesn't work, I mean. But yeah. Ronaldo has, has, has never done that. But you live with him with what yeah. he does do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you have to get players like when Ronaldo was at Manchester United early on. I mean, I said there was a lot of t- times when he wasn't getting back when Keane was playing at that time. Yes, we said, "What the hell is this guy doing?" Yeah, right. But I live with him because he's going to score X amount of goals. Yes, yeah. um, you know. Now this is a different Manchester United. Ronaldo's a lot older. He's not. He's not as good as he was. So, but and and then then he gets out of the dressing room. He wants everyone knows. Sorry, everybody knows he wants to get away. So the players that are playing with him are saying, "Well." what 's going on here? he doesn 't want to be here. How can we have a team spirit in that in that particular way?
0: Let me ask you a question, John, about mm. uh, that relates to Ronaldo and back in the day, which you 're referring to when Keane was playing at that. Mm. My impression of the game now, the modern game, as played in the Premier League in particular, is that it 's much more intense. That the emphasis on defending as a team, that everyone is involved when you haven't got the ball. That was always a principle, I think, and particularly of the Leeds team you played for. Uh-huh. But what's your impression of the level of intensity we see now, as opposed to in the days when you and Liverpool and Manchester United were the top teams? Um, uh-huh. do you, do you, I, I think it's changed, but you were in it.
1: No, I don't think it's changed at all, Eamon. Really? No, I think the principle. I mean, the players might have changed. They might be fitter now. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. But the actual uh, intensity uh, uh, but, but was was always there. Right. Was always there. I mean, but certainly, but, probably, particularly with the Leeds team. Eamon.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: Probably particularly with the Leeds team. But it was there with Manchester United. Like when I was a, a kid, got got at Manchester United with Jimmy Jimmy Murphy yes. in charge of the centrally under the Leeds team. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy was brilliant at that. Yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't let, if he weren't doing it, he, he'd, he'd kill you.
0: Yeah. I was, you I know, was, this was. I was in too. the same situation. I was coached by Jimmy Murphy and that was one of his things. When we haven't got the ball, yeah. But we we're, yeah. we're a team when we have the ball. We're a team, but yeah. uh, don't switch off.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was there was, there was no change in it, aiming. You know. Yeah. First of all, in the Leeds team, when we got when I went there for we got promoted, right? Yeah. And we finished runners up to Manchester United, and goal difference reached the cup final, and that was all nearly all effort. Yes. Nearly all effort. It yeah. was ha- get out half, get after them, get after them, get after them. That's been there since the game began. i never seen a great team. I've played a great team, seen a great team who didn't work hard. Right. And they hadn't got the ball. Of course.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know yeah. what I mean? You go back yeah. to the Brazilians. Like with yeah. the, 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 When they have the ball, they chase you down all over the place. That's what makes them a great team. Yeah. Because there's only two things in football, Emmett. I mean. You either have the ball or you don't have the ball. And it's the most important thing on the pitch. Yep. Yeah. Because if you get after the opposition, no matter how good they are, you get after a good player. I and mean, the great players can get away with it because they have the ability to do so. But not, you don't play against great players all the time. But it's, it's the attitude to it. That's yeah. why Keane, in my opinion, was a great player because of his attitude. Yes. He wasn't a Bobby Charlton. He wasn't scoring goals. He wasn't making long passes. But when he didn't have the ball, he was the best I've ever seen at getting it back or trying to get it back and insisting on the players like Sculls and, and Beckham and these people around him to do that it yep. was 50% of their success at Manchester United and, and all the teams that i played it great Liverpool teams over the years and Shankly yep. Shankly had them walking like dogs
0: Yeah, just you know? to make an interesting point if you saw it Casemiro was introduced to the fans last night came out on the pitch hmm. uh, he's a Brazilian he's 30 years of age and uh, Keane and Carher and Gary Neville were being interviewed by their Sky presenter, and he made a special walk over to Keane and yeah. and he embraced Keane in a very mm. warm, admiring sort of way. It was mm. I thought it was extremely significant about how even someone a Brazilian a top class Brazilian. Won five Champions League medals at Real Madrid, has been in the Brazilian uh, teams, but Keane was the man he embraced, and you could see the admiration he had for Keane. It was a very interesting moment. Did you see it?
1: I did, I Eamon. Yeah. yeah, of course. Of yeah. course, he would know Keane. And, and, I mean, that's what great players like him learn from people yes. that they saw as kids. Yeah. They're an example to him, and yeah. and he would appreciate that. He learned a lot to say, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Right. You know, or I'll try, or I'll try and do it. And and it's the same. Like to talk about the Brazilians and the English and the French. and that. I mean, great players are great players wherever they come from, I mean, For doing what he do, what he does. And then, and then you've other, you other great players doing different things, like Bobby Charlton did. Yeah. What What? But, but he would have learned from Keane. You know, yeah. like Kane. was never. I repeated it. Bobby Charlton. He wasn't spraying. No, no he... he wasn't scoring great goals. <laughs> But he made sure that if they lost the ball, anybody in it, get it back. You yeah. get it back. I'm going to get it back. I'm going to kill myself to get it back. That's what makes a team. You have players in the team like that, and the more players you have in the team who are gifted as well, it, it, it's it's unbelievably good.
0: I, I just, just before we finish, John, tell you, I had a conversation with him and I was writing the book with him. and I, I referred oh. to the game away to Juventus when he got the booking prevented him playing in the final now that was, he was absolutely sub- superb that night and he playing up against Zidane in, <laughs> in as well uh, and I talked about how great I said, I'm not great, he says I can't do the things that Scholesy can do, that Giggsy can do and that uh, Beckham can do, he said, I just get the ball, I just work and work and work and he, he, he wouldn't he 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 wouldn't deny his admiration for people who could do more, but but what he was doing, as we know, was absolutely the essence that allowed the other players to play the way they did.
1: Well, that's that's a team, Eamon. That's yeah. what makes a team. Yeah, you know, like it, it, in, in 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 all teams, you have to have people. Well, the great players can 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 do their stuff and win the ball. Like Billy Bremner was a great player. Billy Bremner could distribute the ball, score goals. And and be a tiger when he didn't yeah. have it. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Like it, 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 that's what that's what makes them. I and mean, Bobby Charlton couldn't do that. Bobby Charlton admired, loved. Yes. The players that could do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Bobby couldn't do it. No matter how hard he did, it wasn't for the fact that he wasn't trying. He, he would chase back in that. But Bobby was the worst tackler I ever, I ever <laughs> seen in my life. Yeah. So he needed to- people around him who could win the ball. You know.
0: Okay, John. We're grateful to you for joining us. Today, to look back on last night, and let me just confirm what you've assured me of that Liverpool will be back up challenging for something before Christmas. Yes. And what's your, for Manchester United fans, what's your prediction for Ten Hag, or is it too early to draw any conclusions from one performance?
1: Well, I, I think what I think the bad start he made, Damon really yep. bad start he made, would be a help to him. Right. Right. Yeah, Because he didn't come in winning the first, first four or five matches where the expectations would be high. Yeah. I mean, you could see the fans last night. They were absolutely delighted yep. that they could play against Liverpool, play well, and beat them. Yeah. Now, if they started like, you know, winning 5-0, 6-0, it'd be expected. Yeah. I think he's learning now. He's learned a lot from the matches that he's played, and uh, I think they'll, they, they'll get better. I don't think they'll win the league, but, but they, they 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 play with spirit, and that's what the supporters expect. I think he knows now, what, what team do I need out there? And I think the Ronaldo situation will go right with Ronaldo. Okay. And I think it, 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 the fans will be more optimistic and get behind him, uh, and I think he'll, he'll, he'll do better and better as he goes along.
0: Okay, John, we're very grateful for joining us this morning. My apologies once more, to people i have misled about casemiro and his injuries a lot of listeners have tweeted about it and sent us emails and i really am sorry about that it's a mistake i shouldn't have made but i did make and we'll see casemiro in a red shirt very soon grateful to john giles to all of you for listening that's all we have time for we'll talk to you soon